the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. I have no problem agreeing with Democrats that the mass shooting in Buffalo is a racist attack of a deranged individual and that this mindset in America must be exorcised, must be removed, must be solved. I just disagree that I think Democratic rhetoric makes these kinds of incidents more possible because Joe Biden, instead of going to Buffalo and talking about this is what hatred does, this is what anger does. This is what mental illness does. He went and talked about it in terms of this is what racism does. Yeah, it is what racism does. But when you decide to go to Buffalo and not go to Waukesha, when you decide to go to Buffalo and you don't go to New York City, where mass shootings in Waukesha and New York City were perpetrated by black men spewing the same Democratic talking points as the Buffalo shooter was spewing anti-Semitic white supremacy talking points, then you make the case that mass shootings motivated by hatred toward the extreme right, well, they're okay. But mass shootings performed by people who trend toward the extreme right or have maybe one or two things in common with those on the extreme right, uh, those must be not only criticized, But those are the only kinds of mass shootings that are happening in America. But it's a problem we got to solve. But we also have to be really careful about how we attempt to solve it. Because the fix can be worse than the problem. You say, how could it be worse than the problem? How could the fix be worse than the problem, Bruce? We had 10 very innocent, wonderful, lovely people brutally, senselessly murdered in Buffalo. Well, I mean, are you even remotely familiar with Cuba, Russia, China under dictatorial rule? Um, Dictators always lead to power being hoarded and innocent people dying by the hundreds of thousands, if in fact not by the millions. That's why I'm very, 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 very suspicious and in great disagreement with New York Governor Kathy Hochul, who thinks she has the fix to eliminate all future mass shootings like the one that happened in Buffalo. I'll be signing an executive order requiring the state police to file an extreme risk order of protection under New York's red flag law when they believe that an individual is a threat to himself, herself, or others. Previously, Current law, it's an option to do so. And now it'll be a requirement. Now it'll be a requirement for New York State Police 
to basically bring someone off the street, put them in confinement, when they believe, when New York State police believe the individual is a threat to himself, herself, or others. Okay, this young man who did this should have been off the street. But Governor Hochul said in her statement that the procedures were in place for him to be taken off the street, and the laws on the books were not applied correctly in his case. But if we're going to empower the state police to be the sole determinant of whether someone is a threat to himself, herself, or others, it's not being alarmist to say that that is giving way too much power to a police entity. That is invoking a police state. And that's the danger in that. Yes, Alan. Didn't the FBI have months of information on him? This kid went to school for five straight days in a hazmat suit. This kid said his dream was to kill people and commit suicide. So this is beyond political speech. This This kid has a mental illness, and it's apparent for all to see. But... Under what Governor Hochul just said, there was a time not too long ago that if you said you might get a blood clot from the COVID vaccine, the COVID vaccine won't keep you from getting reinfected. The COVID vaccine won't keep you from infecting other people. Well, do you believe that might not have been viewed by someone in authority as a threat to yourself or others? I don't have that confidence. And she's imposing this by executive order. She's not going through the legislature, which is, I mean, it's all Democratic in New York. She's not going to have any problem getting this passed by the legislature, but at least open it up for some debate, some discussion. This is why the fix is worse than the issue. Because I don't trust Kathy Hochul, the New York State Police. I don't trust a Republican governor in any state. I don't trust, nor should you trust, any police state to make any determination about anyone's viewpoints being dangerous enough to have them confined off the street. This young man should have been brought in, questioned, evaluated by doctors. A long list of things should happen before he's taken off the street. They were not, and you say, well, you know, they didn't do it, and he got a gun, and he went, I get it. I get it. The number is 10 victims, and every single one of the 10 victims is a preventable tragedy. But if you want the numbers to escalate, and if you want them to escalate in a way that they're not as headline-grabbing as 10 people dying in a mass shooting, which compels all of our attention and scrutiny and hopefully refinement of policies that exist. Just give state police anywhere the opportunity to unilaterally make decisions on who's dangerous to themselves and others. Because people will start vanishing and you'll have no idea where they went. That happens, has happened in a lot of countries around the world. And to hear a person who has a high office like the governor of New York 
advocating for that and saying she's going to enact that should scare the absolute daylight out of all of us. And if it doesn't, it's because you are not paying attention. Noble motivation, I'll, I'll allow that it's noble motivation, but dangerous, ill-conceived, <laughs> yeah, without question. Here's National Review's Andy McCarthy on Kathy Hochul's plan. I think what she's saying implicitly acknowledges that the state authorities could have done something about this shooter a year ago. What she's saying now is they had the option to do it, and she's going to make it a requirement, and I suppose that's all well and good, but, you know, the fact that they had the option, that they knew that this this guy was a threat to his school and was actually under observation for a day and a half because of that, and they had real reason to know how dangerous he was, and they had the option to refer this to the courts uh, under the red flag provisions and didn't do it, I, I think that raises a lot of questions. Now, he's a racist, and he shot 10 people. So if you're a racist, you're a danger to yourself and others. Right? I mean, can you see where that's going? So uh, here's the White House press secretary, Corinne Saint-Pierre, over the last few years talking about uh, a certain person who, if she had the power, would be labeled a racist and taken off the street. Donald Trump is running a racist campaign. The grand wizard of the birther movement, which birtherism is inherently racist. By the way, he's a racist and a bigot, which we already knew. It walks like a racist, talks like a racist, acts like a racist. It is a racist. And we saw all these awful voter suppression laws, which yeah. is really racism just yeah. across the country. And we have a racist president in the White House who really pushes his racism like a peacock. Because I'll say this, we knew Donald Trump was a racist. I wanted to ask you, just uh, change the topic for just a quick second, about Donald Trump's uh, racist tweets. Systemic racism and how that has affected our country. Donald Trump is the most outwardly racist president that we have seen in generations. This country uh, needs to start talking about uprooting institutional racism. Oh, yes. Yes, we must eradicate that. Bad things can happen if we don't, or if we do. All right, a little good news, a little encouraging news to end the show today. Uh, kids at Springfield High School, class of 2022, that's my oldest daughter's class, although not at Springfield High School, will today, Alan, open a time capsule that they buried when they were in the sixth grade at Simon Kenton Elementary School. How many kids in the class of 2022 at Springfield High School do you think could tell you who Simon Kenton was? Uh, oh, is there going to be a test on that? I don't know, but this? I'm just saying. You know, <laughs> don't, don't know they either. think that he was like a frontiersman and a soldier in uh, Ohio, Kentucky. You know, they think they know that. I think they know Simon Kenton's history. Hmm. I think they know Daniel Boone. The way they're teaching history now, I seriously doubt I mean, it. They probably know he was racist, though, right? According to Corinne San Pierre. Uh, here's the quote. Although much of their high school experience has been marked by COVID, the class of 2022 will have time to reflect on some of their fondest memories with their classmates. So, so what do you think some of the fond memories they're going to dig up in the time capsule will show? 
maybe that gas was a dollar seventy-two a gallon. Dollar mm. seventy-two a gallon. Now, what year is this then? What nineteen two thousand sixteen? Oh my god! Six years ago, two thousand sixteen. It is just a little shy of three times that much right mm. now. Speaking of inflation, Alan, did you see yesterday that Ohio State football coach Ryan Day received a new contract? Just shy of $9.5 million a year to coach, what, 15 football games a year. Now listen, I have no problem with this. I'm a capitalist. If they want to pay Ryan Day that, Ryan Day's worth it. Because if the if he's not paid that by Ohio State, somebody else will pay it. Well, it's a tw- it's a twenty four seven job too. It's a twenty four seven job. So here's the deal, though. Here's the deal. I remember in my reporting days at the Cleveland Plain Dealer, back when journalism was journalism and not activism, when John Cooper was made the first one million dollar a year football coach at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That was nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. So if my math is correct, let's trust my. Uh, West Liberty Salem High School math here. Okay? A little dangerous, but let's trust there it. Be no math let's <laughs> trust it. Um, John Cooper, $1.1 million in 1999. Ryan Day yesterday, $9.5 million. That's a 950% increase over 23 years. That is an annual increase in the salary of the Ohio State football coach of 41%. An average annual increase in the salary of the Ohio State football coach of 41% per year. It's right around inflation rate, right? That <laughs> <laughs> might seem cheap if, we, if Biden gets his, up? his break America forever plan through. It might be cheap. Poor Ryan. Okay, so uh, Ryan, I got no problem with you, buddy. You know I've asked you questions before. You and I are good. I'm just saying. Nine and a half million dollars a year. Just hope he keeps up with Here's, that. They have, a, they have an assistant coach now, Jim Knowles, the new defensive coordinator, who makes twice. He's, a, he's an assistant coach who makes twice as much as Coop made when he was the first head coach 23 years. First head coach to make a million dollars 23 years ago. They have like five assistants who make more than Cooper did. In, 19, in 1999. Okay, enough. Wait, wait a minute. The lesson learned here. Let's, here's the lesson. The lesson learned, kids, is college athletics, imagine what the cost would be if it was not nonprofit. It's mm. a nonprofit enterprise. Well, college thought, athletics is a nonprofit enterprise. I thought you said the lesson was going to be become an assistant coach. Nonprofit. <laughs> Mamas, don't let your babies grow up to be radio hosts. Let them grow up to be football coaches at Ohio State. All right, great news. 15-year-old Emma Moore of Galleon, Ohio, has been located. Uh, She and a 16-year-old from Seneca County were located at the same address. They had been missing. I can only imagine the desperation. We thought one of our kids was uh, missing. We couldn't account for where one of our children was one time for an hour. It was the worst hour of my life, of my life. So I'm really happy for the families that uh, they have been located. Uh, uh, Speaking of Ohio State football, speaking of. Shout out to Ohio State junior tight end Guy Scott Jr., uh, who posted a video on his website, on his YouTube account, this past weekend where he encountered a homeless guy asking him for 10 bucks. Guy Scott said no, but I'll be back. And a little surprise for you. He came back. He gave the guy uh, $500 and a hotel room for two nights. 
and he's befriended him, and he's taken him out to dinner, and he's taken him under his wing, and those are the, that's that's a great reflection. Maybe that's what you get for $9.5 million, leadership like that. Ryan Day's a great leader. I will say that. He's got charisma. He understands leadership. He understands sacrifice. I don't give two craps as much about the wins and losses as I do about improving, setting an example for the lives of young men, many of whom come here and have not had the benefit of two parents in the home or they're away from home while they're here, even if they've had two parents in the home and they need leadership, they need structure, they need discipline. Ryan Day has that in his program. And he's, uh, by all accounts, I would say he's he reflects well on Ohio State University. Yeah, I'm just going to agree. It's all about character. Nine and a half million dollars. <laughs> Nine and a half million to coach football. Okay, that's the going rate. You got to pay it. You want to make an omelet? You got to break some eggs. Want to win a national championship? Got to pay. Yeah, but what's Jim gotta Harbaugh pay. making? Jim Harbaugh's making seven, and he's overpaid. <laughs> he's overpaid. He is. He is overpaid. And I want to shout out uh, a gentleman I've never met. I probably have talked to him, though. Because when I'm out and about at high school sporting events, I often see the guys from 270 Hoops. And Zach Fleer is one of the partners at 270 Hoops. And Zach Fleer is making a difference in a lot of uh, young basketball players' lives in the city of Columbus uh, by putting his faith into action. And uh, I think that's wonderful. So uh, for the longest time, I'd see the guys from 270 Hoops back in the, you know, when they had masks on. Everybody had to wear masks. Couldn't tell who anybody was. But uh, Zach Fleer and his partners at 270 Hoops are doing uh, a great job with this, plugging into the lives of young people. I'm passionate about leadership. I'm passionate about helping others, serving others. This is why bad politicians aggravate me so much. Because bad politicians are failed leaders. Politics is public service. Service is about serving others. It is about putting yourself second. It is about elevating the needs of others above your own power, prominence, and prestige. I do not see that in so many political, quote-unquote, leaders now. You're not a leader because you're elected. You're a leader because you understand what your mission is, what your purpose is. And too many of our politicians, I mean, you do anything for a long, long time, you tend to lose your focus. You tend to get bored with it. You tend to no longer have the priorities that you had when you first start. Almost everybody who's elected to office will say, well, I want to help other people. I want to make things better for my community or whatever. And that's a noble purpose. It really is. But when you're there 10, 20, 30, 40 years, distractions creep in and then sometimes overwhelm your altruistic motives for when you were first elected. So I like telling great leadership stories. And Guy Scott, Ryan Day, Zach Fleer, looks to me like they're doing it. Well done. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.